98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. President Xi Jinping says Asia can be the powerhouse for global growth. Some premises that were shuttered during the pandemic's fifth wave have reopened. And Shanghai's new infections have fallen by 400 to around 18,500. President Xi Jinping has proposed making Asia the anchor for world peace and the powerhouse for global growth. Addressing the annual Bao Forum for Asia via video link, Mr. Xi said the world does better when the region fares well. Without referring to anything in specifics, he said Beijing opposes unilateral sanctions and what he called long-arm jurisdiction. He added that decoupling and pressure tactics such as cutting off supply chains will not work. In this day and age, the international community has developed into a complex, delicate and organic machine. Acts to remove any single part will cause serious difficulties in operation. When that happens, both the victim and the initiator of such acts will stand to lose. And in today's world, unilateralism and an excessive pursuit of self-interests are doomed to fail. So are the practices of decoupling, supply disruption and maximum pressure. So are the attempts to force small circles or to stoke conflict and confrontation along ideological lines. Locally, some premises shuttered during the fifth wave, such as gyms, cinemas and beauty parlors, reopen today. They'll need to observe social distancing rules. However, a boutique fitness operator says she's less concerned about whether positive COVID cases will be found in her gym and more concerned about the viability of operating a small business in Hong Kong. Trisha Yap said many people had shut their businesses or relocated elsewhere in Asia as they feel Hong Kong is no longer a viable city to do business in. She told RTHK that support from the government had been the bare minimum. Um, there could be a lot more support for uh, SMEs, definitely. I, I mean, and I'm not just talking about the fitness industry, I'm talking about the, the bars, the small little um, nightclubs, the uh, uh, spas. I know plenty of uh, friends who own spas that have sadly had to shut down. The head of the Institution of Dining Art, Wong Kit Lung, says the reopening of restaurants for nighttime dining will stem losses for the trade. Damon Pang reports. As part of wider relaxation of social distancing measures, eateries can provide dine-in service from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. for the first time since early January, when the government ordered the closure due to the Omicron-driven outbreak. Wong Kit Lung says restaurants under his group are basically fully booked for the next two weeks, so businesses are almost returning to the level seen before the pandemic. But Mr Wong noted on commercial radio that with only four people allowed per table, Chinese restaurants may not benefit all that much. The restaurant operator added that almost all workers in the trade have been vaccinated, saying it's actually hard nowadays to hire someone who is unjabbed. The Travel Industry Council says some 70 tour groups have applied to host local tours as part of a lifeline for the struggling sector. Council Chair Gianna Su was speaking as travel firms can start hosting tours from today as social distancing measures are eased. She says that for bigger tours, capped at 100 people, people will have to undergo rapid tests. Beforehand, Ms. Mrs. Xu said that local tours won't exactly revive the industry as there's still no cross-border travel. But at least agency workers, drivers and restaurant workers will be able to go to work.
The chairman of Ocean Park, Lao Ming Wai, says he's confident that visitors will follow COVID rules as the amusement park reopens. Visitors will have to be vaccinated and use the government's Leave Home Safe app. Mr. Lao said the venues also require all its staff to test themselves for the virus before going to work. He added that he hopes the park's water world can start welcoming customers again when more social distancing curbs are lifted. It's our 45th anniversary. Um, the park is, uh, I don't know about Ivan, but the park is older than myself. Um, and, you know, I, I really hope uh, for the park to do well for many, many years to come. That's our hope. That's also our plan. Waterworld, um, we are hoping that in the government's uh, reopening plan, when they open beaches and swimming pools, uh, that Waterworld will be able to open as well. Shanghai has reported eight more COVID-related deaths, with authorities saying the patients had other illnesses, such as cerebral hemorrhaging, coronary heart disease, and kidney failure. Meanwhile, the city's new infections fell by 400 to around 18,500. Almost 15,900 of the cases were asymptomatic. Wu Chanyu from the Shanghai Municipal Health Commission said authorities had issued a notice banning hospitals from not treating patients without a negative COVID test result. Various levels of medical organizations must not shirk from their responsibilities or delay treatment for patients. For those who can't prove they are not infected by COVID but need urgent treatment or hospitalization, the organizations have to set up a buffer zone and test patients quickly using the PCR and antigen tests while treating them. The president of the World Bank has said the world is facing a human catastrophe from the food crisis that has followed Russia's attack on Ukraine. David Malpass warned that record rises in food prices were pushing hundreds of millions towards poverty and lower nutrition. On a year-over-year basis, we're looking at maybe 37% increase in food prices. That's huge. And it's particularly magnified for the poor because they spend more of their money or what little money they may have, it goes to food. And so when the food prices go up, it means they eat less and have less money for anything else. And so it's really an unfair kind of crisis. The largest ever global study of protected areas in nature has found that most do not actively benefit wildlife. Scientists in Britain found that designated nature reserves and areas of outstanding beauty are failing to protect animal populations. Here's the BBC's Victoria Gill. If you want to benefit wildlife, you can't simply draw a line around a patch of land and say, don't build here. That's the conclusion scientists drew from this global study of protected areas, sites set aside for nature. Their analysis looked specifically at wetlands around the world. The researchers examined trends in populations of water birds, and their key finding was that in most protected areas, bird populations were faring no better than in similar unprotected ones. The French President Emmanuel Macron and his far-right challenger Marine Le Pen have clashed over sanctions on Russia. Mr. Macron, who's leading the polls ahead of Sunday's runoff, accused Mrs. Le Pen of being too close to Russia to defend France's interests. I say this very seriously this evening because this is bad news for our country because you depend on Russian power and you depend on Mr Putin. You took out a loan in 2015 from a Russian bank, the bank close to the government in September 2014. That's the problem, Madame Le Pen. Ms Le Pen responded by saying that her party was repaying the loan and insisted she was totally independent. 
He knows full well that what he says is false. He knows full well that I am a woman who is absolutely and totally free and that I am defensive because I am a patriot. Observers say those who voted for far-left candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon will play an important role in the runoff vote. Mr. Mélenchon came third, nabbing 22% of the votes when he bowed out of the race. He has called on voters not to vote for Ms. Le Pen. This voter is a supporter of Mr. Mélenchon. Because Mélenchon didn't say clearly vote Macron. He only asked on the internet, on the opinion poll, and there was only like three propositions. There were Macron, refrain or white vote and I think that he offers to us all of this way, this choice. He didn't say clearly vote Macron. He, he just said don't vote Marine. So we are quite lost. Right now this is very hard to choose because we were living with Macron during five years and we can say right now just vote for him. Uh, it's very complicated because there are a lot of purpose, there are a lot of goals because of these elections and there are a lot of problems in the two parts. So it's very hard to to make a choice right now. The U.S. tech giant Google has announced that it will build its first product development center in Africa, in the Kenyan capital Nairobi. The managing director for Google in Africa said that his company was committed to accelerating Africa's digital transformation. The BBC's Richard Hamilton reports. The California-based firm said that by the end of this decade, the African continent would have 800 million Internet users and a third of the world's youth population, making it extremely attractive for investment. In 2018, Google announced that it would plough $1 billion into various tech projects in Africa. The company will be recruiting engineers, product managers, user experience designers and researchers for the new centre. An American film production company has been fined nearly $140,000 over a fatal shooting on set last year. A report on the death of the cinematographer Helena Hutchins found the company knew that firearm safety procedures were not being followed and had ignored complaints from members of the crew. The BBC's Sophie Long has the details. 42-year-old Helena Hutchins was killed when a gun loaded with live ammunition was discharged on the set of Rust by actor Alec Baldwin at a ranch in New Mexico in October last year. An investigation has unveiled safety failures in violation of standard industry protocols. It found that gun safety complaints from crew members went unheeded and that production managers failed to take action following two misfires on set prior to the shooting, which killed Hutchins and wounded the director, Joel Souza. New Mexico's Occupational Health and Safety Bureau said the management knew that firearm safety procedures were not being followed on set. A Barbie doll representing Queen Elizabeth will be released to commemorate her Platinum Jubilee. The monarch who turns 96 today is celebrating 70 years on the throne. Characteristic features of the doll include an ivory gown fitted with a blue ribbon and a recreation of the Queen's wedding tiara. The doll is part of Barbie's tribute collection. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,601. That's 343 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $58 billion. In currencies, the U.S. dollar will buy you 128.28 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 8 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 22 cents. Sport now. Tennis players from Russia and Belarus won't be allowed to compete at Wimbledon this year because of their country's invasion of Ukraine. Men's world number two, Daniel Medvedev, and the women's world number four, Arena Sabalenka, are the highest-ranked play players to be affected. 
More now from the BBC's Russell Fuller. The All England Club have said that they feel that given the profile of the championships internationally, that it is their responsibility to support government efforts, other sporting bodies' efforts, the efforts of creative institutions to, and I quote, limit Russia's global influence through the strongest means possible. They feel it would be unacceptable for the Russian regime to derive any benefit from the involvement of their players. And I think they feel that the British public sentiment would just not allow it. They want to be on the right side of history and they think they will be by making this decision. The Association of Tennis Professionals have hit back at Wimbledon's decision saying it's unfair and has the potential to set a damaging precedent for the game. Sergei Stakovsky retired from tennis after the Australian Open in January and returned home to Ukraine to join the army. He gave his views on the Wimbledon ban. I do have a sympathy for them, and I know that there will be some who were against it, they were vocal about it, but they will bear the consequences of the rest. You cannot be tolerating here but not tolerating there. I mean, every individual in Russia has to feel the consequences of their government. If you don't like, if you want to compete, well, I'm pretty sure there's many countries who would welcome you as their citizens. Now to football, and Arsenal have made a decisive move to clinch fourth place in the English Premier League with an outstanding 4-2 win over London rivals Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Gunners boss Mikel Arteta said he challenged his players to prove they deserve Champions League football next season. I said to them, if you want to be in Champions League, you have to go into bigger stages and you have to win. You don't go to Champions League just winning against uh, other type of teams. Now we have some ground to to make because we lost some games in different ways and, and some of them that we haven't married to lose. But this is football. And, uh, and I said to them, to good people, good things happen. Manchester City returned to the top of the table with a 3-0 home win over Brighton. All three goals came in the second half. Riyad Mahrez scored his 23rd of the season to help City restore their one-point advantage over Liverpool in the standings. The most important, like I always said, is to help the team to win. You know, like today, uh, we, I scored the first goal. It was important for the team and that's the most important. I scored 10, 20 goals or 30 goals. It's just to help the team, you know. Oh, Newcastle won their third league game in a row, beating Crystal Palace 1-0. Everton got an injury time equalizer with a one-all draw with Leicester City. In Spain, Real Madrid are four points away from clinching La Liga after beating Osasuna 3-1. In France, Paris Saint-Germain have also taken a step closer to winning Ligue 1 after beating Angers 3-0. And in the Coppa Italia, Juventus have won their semifinal second leg 2-0 over Fiorentina to progress 3-0 on aggregate. Juventus will face Inter in the final. And to the weather, sunny in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight, light to moderate easterly winds. The outlook, sunny intervals in the next few days and hot during the day. A few showers early to midweek next week. And right now at the observatory, it's 27 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity standing at 66%. And that's the news at 1 from RTA. We want to dance till we can't no more. We want to love with the lights down low. From Argentina to Morocco. We want to dance, it's about to go. It's about to go.
Welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. After 1.30, since it's National Tea Day in the UK today, I look into some interesting facts and figures on what is the mo- most popular drink in the world after water. So put the kettle on and sit back with a cup of tea and I'll tell you all the details about your cuppa, okay? After 2 p.m. today, Yuki Jung. Radio 3 producer joins me in the studio for Chinwag. Today she talks about mental health and teens. Following an interesting study conducted in the USA by the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. And then after 2.30, Andrew Dembina is artsing around again and he'll be joining me with the latest and local global arts news. So that is all coming up between now and 3 p.m. 